This podcast is a Bendy Geddig Media production. Hello, I'm Michael Sheen, and you are listening to a Touchline Rant podcast. Hello, and welcome to episode 139 of a Touchline Rant podcast. Thank you very much for tuning in. This week is back to the OGs of ATR, myself, Luke, and my co-host and co-founder, Mr. Alex Skinner. This week, we talk a number of topics, uh, and we just went straight through. No gaps, nothing. It was uh, 35 minutes of solid podcast gold, even if I say so myself. We talk Jack Grealish um, in particular. We talk whether or not he has made himself untransferable. Um, A big club's going to be willing to take a risk on him. He's a bit of a, not a bad boy as such, but he's got a bit of a rep, and that has not been made any better following the COVID-19 lockdown. Obviously, he broke that, as we saw. But yeah, we discuss whether or not there's going to be clubs taking a risk on him. We also discuss um, other clubs' fortunes, such as Tottenham and Chelsea, and how the financial uh, disparity between the haves and the have-nots is just going to get bigger. Um, Case in point, Chelsea signing... Uh, seemingly an endless array of big name, big money t- signings, and Chelsea and Tottenham having to ask for a loan. Um, we also discuss the next phase, the second wave, um, how the ever developing situation with COVID nineteen will impact football coming back. It's we, I pro- we propose that just because the Premier League is back does not necessarily mean it will remain. So um, the changes to the footballing landscape in this country. Um, we also, well, there's a whole host of things. I, I keep jabbering on. I don't need to go into detail. You're going to about to listen to the podcast. Don't forget to go follow us on social media at a touchline rant everywhere you get your media socially. Thank you very much once again to Bendy Geddig Media, our producers, for producing this podcast each and every week and helping us get it out during lockdown. It is greatly appreciated and we love the work that you do. Go follow them at Bendy Geddig Media on social media. Um, And thank you very much to you for listening. And with that, I shall play the music. started um i'm gonna pose a question first of all let me introduce everybody uh, alex say hello hello that's everybody that's everybody it's uh, me and me and mr skinner the ogs of atr this week what are we going to talk about this week the first thing i'm going to do i'm going to give you a question um if you are a football manager right now yes um, and my stylish you, you you could pick which one you want to be. You can either be a Pep Guardiola type who's enigmatic mm-hmm. or you can be a Sean Dyche blood and guts mm-hmm. or you can be a, a Ralph Hassan Hootel who's Ooh, a bit uh, of a... Can I mix like, the two? Can I mix Ralph and Pep together? Yeah, you definitely can. Lovely. You, you definitely can. Um, who would you get if you mix those two together? You might get a Jose Mourinho. 
Anyway, come on. What's the question? Right, you've got money to spend this summer on players. Yes. Okay? Um, and you, you're looking around the footballing landscape, mm-hmm. um, probably focused on Premier League players, and you're thinking, right. Probably a creative player, right? Yeah, create. you want a creative player. Mm. Uh, and you, you've got it down to two options, okay? Yep. Two options. And you think, right, I could get these. One of them is James Madison from Leicester. Yeah. Okay. Poster boy, then, nice. Yeah, and the other one is Jack Grealish. Right. For, after everything that has taken place over the last three months, yeah. Jack Grealish has uh, some. He somewhat developed this um, this sort of persona, rightly or wrongly, as he's a bit of a. I don't want to say loose cannon. That's a bit too strong, but he's a bit of a rogue. Okay, so it's a choice between Madison and Grealish, is that right? Is that the, yeah. the, the, I mean, the what, choice you're giving me? Is Jack Grealish now worth the the outlay and the time and the effort? Is he worth the same amount that he was at the start of the season before lockdown rules so, were broken? Well, and and escaped the, any, any backlash off that with the law or with with any any other anything else, we, so we just got off the hook basically for doing something stupid. Now, look, I like Jack because he has he is, he's like he's twenty four for Christ's sake. He's very young, right? He's proved himself. He's he he he's it's not the first time he's made a mistake, and he's going to make quite a few more. But when it comes to high profile mistakes. He's really got to watch himself. I'm all up for forgiveness as long as people learn their lessons, especially at the tender age of 24, where you have to grow up and you have to grow up quickly in order to make waves for your career and your livelihood and to unlock that potential, right? So I I am up for that. However, he's recently done something outrageously stupid and he's he's actually got away with it. I I consider Jack... To be a little genius when he's playing for Aston Villa, I understand he may want to may want to uh, go to find another level, but yeah. I think it's dangerous. He's on very thin ice right now, and he needs the likes of those people like Stan Collymore, for example. He's come out and said, "Look, I just he's on the wrong path. I want to put him on the on the right path." I love that aspect, and it's something which doesn't happen very often. And when Stan Collymore is telling you you're on the wrong path. Exactly. That's the level. So he needs to really take take that advice whilst it's there because it could absolutely damage him. The worst case scenario for him is he stays at Aston Villa, which I don't think is is essentially is a, is a bad thing for him because he's it's a premiership level. He's, he's, he's a big fish in a small pond there. He plays with passion. He plays with pride and he gets the job done because he's got a point to prove. I don't think it's as a negative if he stays with Aston Villa. I'm sure uh, our mate Pete Blender coach will agree. He would like to see Jack Grealish there. What if they got relegated? Um, I think he should just stay because. Do you think yeah. though, if they got if they got relegated, could you see a scenario where he may have to if he if he wants to continue because he's he's proven himself to be a Premier League player? Mm-hmm. Do you think it could be a situation where? a move to a smaller club than first anticipated. So say say Southampton, we were talking about Ralph. Yeah. Say a move to say Southampton who don't look as though they're going to be relegated. It, so then he's playing at the lower level of the Premier League. 
He wouldn't, but he, he, he's still a Premier League player. He wouldn't go there. Is, is PR and his worth is too strong for that? It's either Esther Villa or someone uh, uh, like one of the one of the major clubs if he's going to move. I don't see the reason to move. I think he was very lucky to get away with uh, um, what he did a couple of years ago and he actually proved himself at that level. I think at 24, if you just keep your yeah. head down and keep being playing your trade, I think... If it doesn't matter if it's Aston Villa or elsewhere, if he, if he does get a, a, a better move in like two three years down the line, if he is if he has proven to be that player consistently, which he has, fair fair do to him. He's definitely proven himself to be a Premier League level player. And There's it, no denying. It was from the catastrophe, which was alcoholism, which we are fully aware is no laughing matter, and so to yeah. be something to be taken into consideration understanding the how much it wrecks lives and it wrecks careers and trashes relationships left, right and centre. He really needs to get that in check, which as of this year, he he, he still hasn't learned. He needs he needs to and not because the pressure on him being like a role model, which all footballers are, he needs to know the power. It's something which Eric Cantona preaches from the rooftops, you know. You have power, you have this responsibility as a player to do right. He's not done that. Yeah. So no, on the pitch, he's skillful manoeuvring. His PR team are incredible. They do a wonderful job, especially hiding those things very well. If he can come back from this, I think he should appreciate being able to because other people don't get that chance. He's done a lot of um, PR. He did the interview this week on Instagram, you know, with a with a Villa fan. And he's done a lot. The, the PR machine is working overtime. I just do worry when it comes to Grealish that his actions have have now are now going to prevent him from making the move to one of the sort of upper echelon clubs in the Premier League. Yeah, totally well. Away. I wouldn't touch I, him. I, I've got Madison. No. I've got Madison every time. Yeah, I, I, I have to say, true. like I love what Jack's doing to bounce back from it. But he, like that was what was it? The end of March, two thousand twenty twenty. In amongst yeah. in amongst the, this pandemic, it's just not it's not cool. And I think it's a joke when. Alcoholism isn't isn't regarded as one of the, the the things which like derails not only a person but a person's life and has an impact because they are role models and it's not okay. It's really not. Yeah. No. Who would you no, choose? I agree. Who would you choose? I'd Madison. Madison every time. I think that Gre- the best thing Grealish could do. I think if he if they do get relegated and he stays at Villa, I think that will make a. I think that will improve his PR again. If they're looking for good, you know, to make good waves as it were Mm -hmm. I think if they got relegated and he stayed and he captained that team in the championship it would show he's not a you know a a big time child he's captain for Christ's sake you know he's just got to do better he has to right that's what that's what I've said everything I've I've needed on uh, on Jackie Boy there I don't know if you will be able to hear it but Grealish tick that's done bingo bingo right what do you want to talk about next I would like to talk about the inevitable potential in the second wave, whilst in amongst football, being back on our television screens, enlightening us, uh, giving us another distraction from the horrible, treacherous world around us. I'd just like to recite this from King Lear. As flies to wanton boys, we are for the gods. They kill us for the sport. That's a bit from King Lear. 
that's, I like that's that. the important part. Um, obviously, I'm big into Eric Cantona. Do you know any good Eric Cantona books recently? I do. You know what? I actually I do. I, I do. I know a great one. It's called King Eric: Portrait of the Artist Who Changed English Football by former guest of the podcast Wayne Barber. Shut up! You don't. No way. <laughs> I do. Okay, so I am telling you this because um, football is going to be back on. The players don't get to make the move for this. They don't. They're not consulted. They they are being killed for the sport. They don't make the decisions. The football gods make the decisions, which is what King Eric has justified before. You know, the, the football governing bodies make the decision. It's not. I think it, it is too soon. I understand it's try, they, they're trying something, which I'm all for, but I just don't see many positives because it's going to transform the game. It's, they're going to be like trading games, right, basically. Mm. There's going to be more subs. It's going to be more sterilized. It's going to be more sanitized. There's going to be issues within it just for financial gain. I can't see any other reason but for financial gain here. What do you think? Well, I just... What is concerning is that when you consider that if the league isn't wrapped up by the end of next month, Mm -hmm. then the broadcast money is owed back. There it is. It's, 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 you know, people are celebrating and I suppose they're right in doing so that obviously the Bundesliga has been back for a few weeks as a a few other leagues around Europe, but there are, the Premier League is back and it is, the most watched league in the world. So a lot of people are obviously happy about this. And especially when you look at the fixtures list and you think from the 17th of June, right up to the end of the month, there's only one day in that entire time frame where there isn't at least two games on. Mm -hmm. So it's, you hit straight back in on the 17th. And then I believe there's no games on the 18th. And then from then on, there's at least two games every single day. Yeah across four different broadcasters. So they're on Sky, BT, Amazon and BBC for the first time ever are going to have four Premier League games. People are rightly celebrating this, I understand. But if you look a little bit closer at it and you scratch the surface, you realise they're not bringing this feast of football as it's being sort of pushed down our throats for our benefit. They're not doing it. What they are doing is ramming it all in so that they can get the season done before the end of July. Yeah. And then, and then they'll get more money rolling in. That's literally the only reason they're doing it. It's a different game right now. Um, what do you think of the Troy Dean situation? Do you think it's justified? 100% justified. He got so much flack for no reason. Yeah, the he fact did. of the matter is, he's got, he's got one, he discussed how it affects um, Bane uh, people more. So, you know, the black black people will get, it's been widely discussed that they, they, the the F- you know, other ethnicities are hit more by this virus mm-hmm. than white people are. He on, added on top of that, his 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 child was born and had difficulty with her breathing when she was born. So she's got you know, there's there's issues there. And he was like, well, I'm not going to come back and risk my my you know my health or my family's health yeah. just to play football. Um, and he said, you know, when they asked about money, he was like, well, I've been poor before. I can be poor again. And I was like. Why is that even being brought up? If he's deciding that what's best for his family and him yeah. is to not play football, why aren't we doing everything possible to say to raise him, elevate that, and say, "Well done"? 
because then it, it further hit home then that once the Premier League start testing players after they went back into mm-hmm. training, a number of people at Watford tested positive. Yeah. So, look, uh, like what you get with Trogin is realness. You get authenticity, which is something which is, which is lacking through and through. Uh, I think he's justified in his cautious approach, especially with, with the outrage of schools actually potentially opening, which I, I, is, baff, is baffling me right now. Um, so I see no harm in trying something, but it's just going to be a completely different way. I think German football has done, done phenomenal things. You know they're going to do things as, as correct as possible. I, I, how long this will last in, in the biggest leagues in the world when you consider players, like fans clambering to see players and the crowds that they face, no wonder players feel cautious about going back into the situation. They certainly don't call the shots. They certainly don't have an opinion either. It's a, it's, it's a like or a Olympic situation. Yeah, the also, the, the thing which people I've seen a lot sort of overlooking because the Bundesliga returning has has opened up people saying, oh, well, the Premier League can come back because the Bundesliga has. And it's like, well, yeah, but Germany as a country yeah. doesn't doesn't continue to have three to 400 deaths every day. And it doesn't continue to have the amount of new cases that it does. So it's playing football in Germany. Yeah. It's a different environment to play football in than in England Yeah. So as well. So there, there, there are a couple of my concerns. The, the things that I'm looking forward to about it is that if it's not overwhelmed and it is done as 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 well as possible, I, I see no problem in trying trying things. Uh, like I was thinking about like last week, um, I love the idea. That one of my suggestions was to play fan noise through the speakers until the fans return. Um, and, yeah, and then brilliant. there was a crossover of that a couple of days ago. I think I posted it uh, to say that they could use f- like fan noise from uh, FIFA or PES or whatever you want to compete. Yeah, they're going to use, they was talk about using the FIFA 20 fan noise. Uh, 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 which I, I think is a see, lovely touch. I really do. Yeah, I think it's a great idea. I think, did you see, um, I can't remember which club it was. It might, might have been Borussia Mönchengladbach, yeah. but they were piping in fan noise. But there was obviously somebody controlling what the noises there yeah. were. Because obviously, you don't just get fans going ape the entire mm-hmm. time. They change when there's a goal or when they're. So when they, like when they scored or when the opposition were in a free kick, it was still cheering. And then about two seconds later, with the delay, someone had then started them booing. <laughs> and it was just like, I love the idea. I'd love that job. It's your just control center, just like um, yeah, like a, a, a like a sound technician, yeah, yeah, a sound effects board, and you're like, oh, they've won a free kick. Press the boo button. Boo! It's it's brilliant. I love yeah, it. Yeah, I, so I I think that's 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 a wonderful thing, and I'd love to see that. I really would. Added in with the cardboard cutouts. Yeah, that gets a bit shaky, shaky because you know someone's gonna gonna uh, send in unsavory pictures of like. Dr. Harold Shipman, for example, or yeah. Yeah. or Dominic Cummings, or anyone in the in, in the spotlight, yeah. you know. So I, was, I, I, uh, and and the amount of, amount of cardboard and plastics involved in that would be outrageous. Also, the fact that um, someone has to take them down after every game in in can't it be like stadium. guess who to like flick it back up again? 
Yeah, well, you'd imagine that we could we live in a world where that technology would be available. Yes, who technology? Not. Yeah, apparently not. Apparently what they've been doing is they have to put it up before each mm. game and then they have to take them all down because one, one of the groundskeepers was inter- was um, was talking about it and he was like, never did I think that this would be my job to take 12,000 cardboard cutouts yeah. after a Imagine having to do that. Um, I think our own Jordan Lloyd would potentially be doing it, I think. I think he might might be sending a, a photo of himself to, to, to Wolves. I think they might be doing it. I mean, he should. He should do. He should. He, he would you uh, would you want a full hopefully. a full adult size cardboard cut of our own John Lloyd? Would you? I I I'd love it. To be fair, I don't think one would be enough. It'd be scary. I think. Yeah, you and I both know which picture. Absolutely. Okay. Right. That rounds up. That rounds, that that section was called the second wave potentially. Second wave. I do. I do yeah. like it. Um, Shall I tick that one tick off, that the, off the list? Uh, and we'll just finish with all the things that have been rolling around in your brain. Oh, God. But keep okay, it brief, right, yeah? Got... You've got five, you've yeah, got five no, minutes to this, and I'll tick off a few things as we go. How long have we got? Right. The first thing which has sort of got my attention this week is... How, remember at this, you know, a couple like sort of month, month and a half ago when people were saying that because of COVID and the lack of money now coming into the game, obviously a lot of clubs live on the revenue uh, yes. match days um, and they're not getting the, the broadcasting money because there was no games being on. They, you know, they're still paying their staff that everyone kicked off, you know, when certain clubs, bigger clubs put their staff on mm-hmm. furlough and things like that. So that these bills are racking up and there's no money yeah. coming in. And everyone said that what that would do was impact the amount of money that was going to be available for transfers. Um, now, Chelsea this week have been heavily linked and it seems as though it's going to be announced very soon that they're signing Timo Werner from RB yes. Leipzig, almost under the nose of Liverpool, if you believe, Who the, uh, believe the transfers. Potentially are suffering, right? Yeah, they potentially are they suffering. That's the, that's Even the rumor. Right. Yeah. As we all do, we all are. Let's face it. As we all do, yeah. Um, but yeah, their owners seem to be in a spot of bother. Obviously, they had the Red Sox as well. Um, but Chelsea have been linked with Werner, and then a few days later, they're being heavily linked with Ben Chilwell. And if they can't get Ben Chilwell, apparently Tagliafico, who both of whom are superb left backs. Now we Chelsea left back is an issue for Chelsea. Um, what I has think Pelicleta the can play there. Is, though. He, he yeah. can play anywhere. Dave is a, he's he's a, a multifaceted really? tool. Um, I would. Emerson's so good. What... Though. I wish you would just kick in. Yeah. I wish you kick in. I really yeah, like the look yeah. of him. I think just I think he'd be okay. a ne- ne- another player if if he's given and um, like if he had a solid first season where you just he, yeah. he, some players don't hit the ground running until the second season. They don't. No, you need to have more in one season. Um, but they're. With this, what I think it does show is that in actuality, it won't mean that there's less money for all clubs to spend on transfers. I just think it will mean there's less money for the smaller clubs to spend on transfers. Can you sum this point up very quickly for me so I can get my head around it? What 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 is the thought? I think that the COVID uh, pandemic and the impact on football clubs will mean the gap between the rich clubs. And the 
middling to lower income clubs, even just in the Premier League, will just get bigger. So your teams that will finish will get miles and miles. That and miles can't bother you, though, because we've said before, well, you don't care how much Man City have. It, 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 it's, up to, it's their prerogative that they can afford it. It does. I don't think that there's any reason okay. for if, if a club can afford it and finance it, they should go ahead. It's not that it's not that I'm I'm negatively looking at this. I just think it's uh, before it was seen as even p- clubs like Man United and Man City wouldn't be able to spend as much money on players as they usually do. I don't think because as it, as is I football, just, it's not a direct science, is there? They could buy four or five out, outlandish players, but they could end up having injury and then uh, like it or not work out. And then they'll be back. Exactly. Okay, what's your next? I think it, well, I think that's actually a great point that you made in that now the smaller clubs, say Southampton, are they going to want to spend, you know, say twenty five million, which is or thirty million, which is a lot of money for a club yeah. like that, on a player in this, in this, you know, sort of era that we're now living through, with those risks, if a player did, basically, we always know that a signing may not work. We know we know that. In the current climate, it's even more important that they do work. And I think clubs, especially smaller clubs, will be less inclined to take a risk mm-hmm. than they were before, which brings us back to Jack Grealish. Yep. <laughs> you know? it's, it's, will they want to take a risk on a player when there's not as much money available to the smaller clubs? But the bigger clubs, I just don't think will be affected, in, in any, not to the extent that we imagine they would. The other thing, though, which... Sort of like a prisoner's brilliant. dilemma in a way, sort of like game theory. Yeah. Like which one would you choose? Like you can't. It, it is what it is. Okay. Right. Okay. Second one. Go for it. Go. The the other this one sort of relates somewhat to that, but it shows you just how the gap between the mega rich clubs and the not mega rich clubs, even clubs which are you know well yeah. off, is actually impacting them. Tottenham Hotspur, who are a top six club easily sometimes a top four club um they've always been frugal i think is the way of putting it but obviously they've just paid out for this new stadium yeah, with that. which is hard hard tasks right yeah. sort of so they've got all this money that they've just laid up now it's been it's come out that spurs have had to uh, take out a 175 million pound mm. loan from the bank of england um which is obviously repayable with interest, but they've had to to keep turning the cogs and keep ticking over. And their financial reports show that they're estimated to lose around two hundred million pounds in profit, uh, running from the start of the pandemic to the end of June two thousand and twenty-one. As, as everyone will, everyone. Yeah, it's so from. That's about, what's that, about a 15, 16-month mm-hmm. period. In that time, £200 million. So what, Ken, what's your second point? That there's actually, there's less, I, I believe, I think this goes to show that Spurs, who are seen as a club, which, especially with Daniel Levy, everyone always says, oh, he keeps the purse strings, he should spend more money, so on and so forth. Maybe there's actually... Maybe a lot of these clubs are living closer to the wire than we actually mm-hmm. realise. You know, when you see a Berry going out of existence, and in no way am I comparing Berry to Spurs, but you see these clubs sadly going out of business because they're unable to find. Well, look, this is this but is this is for a case that they... of football post-apocalypto. 
where 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 I've created yeah. this land in the in the future where things like clubs just get diminished they just go down this is what happens what is what will happen who knows it just tips away in terms of it. it's just it's interesting to see that Spurs so you said of financial they, stability is that is that the second point yeah this is the thing is that I think Spurs are a club that at no point did we think are oh, they in financial difficulties it's taken three months of no football and they're in huge financial difficulties. Like three months that isn't a big time amount. It's not a bit huge amount of time in the great scheme of things. But it's only taken three months and they've had to mm. borrow two. Right. Can I add the next can I add the, the next the third point just really quickly? Not only can you, I would absolutely Okay, right. That. So my next point is during this state of emergency, if we are if football is gonna kick up again, I've got a suggestion yeah. for mascots. I, I mean, I mean the, the mask. I mean, like the, the the little kid supporters, which which hold hands and then come on the pitch and that. So we can't do it anymore. Yeah, it's too dangerous. Not so. Not not mascots, as in the no. massive lump not, top. Not 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 that. Or Changi. Changi was no. the last one. Changi the elephant or the. the I would like more mascot dogs. I think you'll agree is is an excellent shout. More mascot dogs to come Great on shout. with. You could just have like one each, or like just. Like shelter dogs, which need rehoming. That's what I suggest uh, until the kids come back, look confused, hold hands, and then then and shoot off. I think it should be replaced by more dogs. Yeah, I do. I think that it's shelter dogs. It's shelter a great dogs. idea. Yeah, shout shout out mm. the dogs. I think it's <laughs> shout out to shelter dogs. I think it's a great idea. And I would love to see it implemented. I mean, every every club is going to have near them. Although I have to say that there is an element of danger to this because I just saw I watched uh, a Netflix show called Losers, where it is a fantastic show. Don't be put up by the name; it's wonderful. Right about uh, Torquay United, right? There's a dog. Let's watch it. I think it's the first first one. It's amazing. Losers on Netflix and follow the. I watch all of them really quickly, but it's a, it follows Torquay United when there was crowd trouble when they were allowed dogs to come in. There's a lovely. There was a lovely dog. He's a German Shepherd named Bryn, very lovely Welsh name. Yeah, he was brought in. Means tree hill. I think you'll find. Oh, hill, yeah, yeah. hill. Um, right. Anyway, he was brought in for crowd trouble, and he was on alert, and he didn't see in his peripheries a player come to get the ball for a throw in. And actually bit his leg because wow. he was on high alert. You've got to be careful. Yeah. It comes to the risk, but I'd like to see it because I, I I like to take risks, sort of like signing, sort of like signing also, Jack Grealish. Also, don't sneak oh, yeah. the dog. That's it. Anyway, so what's your point? What's your fourth point? Come on, we need to burn through these quick. Okay, okay, right. The what's your take? On just sort of touching back on what we talked, but what is your opinion on the amount of games that are going to be happening in the Premier League in such quick succession? Do you think it's we're in we're in you know worrying territory where we may actually? You know my stance on this. I think it's too soon to go back. I think it's fueled by money predominantly more than anyone's safety, and I think they contribute to the second wave. Is what I think. But I'm I'm not opposed to trying something. Would you prefer to see it? I'm not opposed to trying something. Maybe less spaced out a little bit more. Even though they're gonna, I know they're gonna feel like training games without a crowd. That's what it's gonna be like. 
So I'm yeah. more for that, but I think the, 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 I know, I listen, I understand everything is fueled by money. I get it. But I also think a little bit of safety is required. So that, that I, I agree with you. Things should be spaced out. Do you also think there should be less games on TV? Do you think some of them shouldn't be Listen, shown? Or do you, do you think that sort of defeats the purpose then? Because if, the, if there's no crowd mm-hmm. in the stadium and it's not on TV, they might... No, I think people are going to switch off a little bit be- purely because of that atmosphere and the need for it to, to... The motivation to watch it is just not going to be strong enough. For what? I, like, we, we saw... Is it RB Leipzig lift the cup a couple of weeks ago? Social distancing, which was... Yeah. Good for them. Didn't really feel the same, did it? Although, like, they own it and everything. Like, when Liverpool do that with the league, whenever they intend to finish the league, I don't know how they're going to do it. I I hope they enjoy it. I do, because they deserve it. They fully deserve it this year. They fully do. But it'll just just prove a point, won't it? So it doesn't surprise me that everything is going to try and be monetized. So there's going to be too much going on. Um, but I think people will switch off because of the, the, the lack of human endeavour and, and emotion and passion. I think that will all be missed. I, I, I've watched Bundesliga games. I can't get into them in the same way without the it, crowd. It's it, weird. Yeah, and the, and the players in the same mentality. How did it, they, It's going to take a while for them to be followed up and to actually get into a rhythm of it. But it's, we have to react and respond in within this this pandemic, which we know on a base level is tricky to get our head around. Even now, even to, like this many weeks in, this many months in, it's a, just a different way of thinking, and we have to yeah. think around this by using creativity, by using what can work, and trying things out. But it needs to be at heart, the heart of it. It needs to be safe. Yeah. No, you're right, and that. Talking about being safe as well, I suppose the worrying aspect of bringing the leagues back at all is when the winner is announced. Because do you really think, as keeping it in the Premier League, do you really think Liverpool fans will stay away from Anfield once it's confirmed? Well, this, is, this is exactly it. This is you know, they're not. They're gonna. They're gonna want to go down and celebrate, and you. Part of me thinks rightly so, but obviously the the, the bigger part of me thinks, well, mm-hmm. stay away. You don't want to be. In Listen, the it's back to the back to the right point. Now. It's back to that point. For the gods, they kill us. For the sport, yeah. you know, whatever. This just needs to be monetized. That's how the that's how the money gets gets paid. Right, fifth and final final on the list. Fifth and final on the list. Um, do you think that relegation should be scrapped in oh, all? Oh, I can't go into this right now. I, I can't. I, I, I just look. There needs to be an end, a creative way around this issue. Uh, who knows? I'm not. I'm not the man to ask about that. Are you? That's the one. Well, that's the one thing that I can't get my head around because. There's, there's, there's still discussions taking place that some will have no relegation, but they will have champions. It's like, well, I like to listen. I like the idea of everyone staying in. There'll be more, more clubs added to the next season, and then there's like a, like a six, a six team drop. <laughs> the next, I yeah. love that. Yeah, a mass relegation. There's also there's another point further down the leagues in that Berry. Shut They're no Christ. longer in the league. They well they haven't replaced Barry in the league. 
there's still there's still one team less than it than it should be in the league. So right. how is that going to work? It, it's it, just it, it, the whole it'll thing. It'll make me sad if we go talk, talk about the the lower the lower leagues here. I don't I don't want to talk about it because so many of them are, are absolutely ruined. They're ruined because of this. Uh, who rely on ticket sales? Who rely on like less marketing, more more passion? You know, more at a base level. It, 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 I don't want to think about it actually. So I'm I'm, I'm just not going to think about it. Can you recap the five items, please, really quickly, like as a list, so I can easily digest it. Yep. Okay. Number one was the gap between the yeah, mega two. rich clubs and the other clubs. Number two was more clubs may be closer to the financial right. wire than we realised with okay. Spurs in general. Number three, number, number three, more dog mascots. More dog mascots. You make you forcing me into doing a list. Num- My brain number is going four muddled with safety. And number five was relegation. Yeah, number four was safety. Yeah, we have to Was Wraps. relegation. These Wrap things. Say I think these five again. Wrap it up. We are a touchline rant. My name is mm-hmm. Luke. Your name is Alex. Thank you very much for listening this week. And uh, we'll see you again next week. But thank Mascot you very much for that. I enjoyed that. Hi, this is the Blender Coach, and you're listening to a Touchline Rant's latest podcast, Back of the Net. There you go. Episode 139 out in the bag, out there in the world. Let it fly. Um, thank you very much again to our producers, Bendy Geddig Media. Uh, thank you very much to you, the listener. Don't forget, again, I keep telling you, go follow us on social media, at A Touchline Rant. Everywhere you get your media social, socially. You know the sites, your Facebooks, your Instagrams, your Twitters. Get on there. Go follow our YouTube. Uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel, A Touchline Rant Podcast. Uh, all sorts of goodies there. We usually have a different version of the podcast out obviously we can't do that in the uh in these socially distant times that we are currently living in hopefully things will be different soon uh but for now that is us out we will see you again next week where we will be bringing you yet another episode of football podcast gold but for now stay safe thank you very much bye The podcast you just listened to was brought to you by Anchor. Ever wanted to start your own podcast? Now you can by using Anchor. Anchor is great at anchoring and anchoring away at Anchor. So you can anchor all night long if you like. Anchor. (laughs) Try Anchor.